Are we gonna start the show? Uh, right now? How come you had to choose Sunday to call out? Why can't you call out tonight, Clots? This is I breaking never the call panel. Out for this show. This never. Is, <laughs> this is breaking the panel. I am the panel. And I expected Phil to jump on it instead of you. I, I told you, you I wouldn't. Stink eye. I gave you I told you eye. I wouldn't. Rob, it's, it's a pleasure to have somebody who respects form and order and how things should go. We haven't gotten to the last episode yet, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? At least wipe the tires off my fucking back when you run me over with that bus, you jacked it. You earned it. Don't play the street. You won't get run over. I didn't say a goddamn Tonight. thing during your fucking. Tonight. Oh, I'm sorry. Can people not Tonight. change? Did you talk about letting people change? You're early still half naked night? in a squirrel outfit. You are I'm not, not changing. talking over top of your stupid intro, you cuck. Oh. Anyway, so ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about things that we love tonight. And <laughs> the thing of. that means a lot to me is music. And everybody knows that. But a lot of music that I've been listening to recently um, is video game music. And sometimes the soundtrack and the score of a video game can be better than the game itself. Or sometimes a video game scene can be amplified by the music that's behind it. And sometimes you you hear music, you know, outside of the game, and it brings you right back to that moment when you first heard that song. So I've always been a fan of, you know, uh, composers from 8-bit all the way up to now. And I was just wondering, you know, even my obsession with video game music has even branched off into cover bands like metal video game music bands i i love them i i even go i found a mariachi cover band <laughs> that only does mariachi video game music so i wanted to know what some of your favorite not only pieces if you have composers or or game moments that really bring you in because of the music i'm just wondering what some of your your favorite pieces would be that's a tough one well uh, i'm gonna jump in final fantasy 7 okay uh both the the original and the remake the and final fantasy in general actually as, as a franchise the composition of those soundtracks is so iconic and those songs like just they bring you back and it's it's some of the greatest video game music ever that's ever been made and it just if you've played one of those games and you played its completion, you'll know certain songs from certain parts of the game and it'll bring you right back to that fight or that dialogue section or, you know, whatever it might be. So Final Fantasy VII is a great example. Uh, with the remake recently, they kind of, they reworked some of the themes and stuff. So they took the original songs and then wove them into a new direction and updated them a little bit. And it's amazing. And it's, you, I can listen, I haven't even finished the new game and I can listen to the new soundtrack and just be brought back to my prior experiences, even though it's the same, but a little different. And it, it's still very evocative of the, the original, which I think is an amazing accomplishment because it's so easy to try to sound like you're doing something and then like not get there. It's really difficult to like capture something that has existed in the, the, in films, the Star Wars, the, you know, the modern Star Wars scores do the same thing. They grab the themes yep. and they weave them in. And, it, and then it's it's crazy because that's exactly what you just made me think of was mm -hmm. was was uh, the, the new Star Wars films and how they took the bones of what was there 
brought it to their own film and then built their own structure and body with the with the bones of what was laid before them. Mm-hmm. What about you, Rob? Uh, I could piggyback off that a little bit, and it's probably the most like mainstream mainline answer. But Final Fantasy VI, probably especially that opera scene, I think probably changed my life when I was a kid, just with the impact of that scene and you know the the opera, the soundtrack behind it and yeah. everything, and that you're kind of like participating in that big scene. That was that was huge, and that's obviously like, when you talk about like iconic video game music, that's the first thing that's going to pop into my head. And I think the Final Fantasy series as a whole, one of the thing it's no one of the things it's no more known for i can't even talk tonight is it's great music um but you know i i've been following uh video game soundtracks for a long time because you know i have my own show orange launch radio which airs sunday nights at bog network uh and uh you know 18 years running and where we cheap plug where we started in talking about uh video games was music based video games or games where music was central to it, things like Dance Dance Revolution or Beatmania 2DX. And I think, you know, we picked up a lot of, you know, music that way. I mean, I would have, without Dance Dance Revolution, I would have never heard of the Euro dance band Erotic and their hits such as Oh Nick, Please Not So Quick. <laughs> I want it big. I mean, these are just like, you know, Emmy worthy lyrics, Grammy worthy lyrics uh, in these songs. Uh, so th- there's that, and uh, yeah, a lot of the a lot of the the songs in those early like Beatmania 2DX games, like I could listen to those older soundtracks. Like the, 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 it's still going, and they have newer games, but I, I don't think anything's going to be as special to me as some of the older styles uh, or mixes of those games. Um, but yeah, I used to I used to I still do have a soft spot in my in my heart for just like games where music is kind of central to the play style. Mm-hmm. I guess a modern example of that would be like Beat Saber. But I also right. think a lot of the classics like Parappa the Rappa. Oh, or, that's my um, boy. Kick bust, punch, it's on the mind. Yeah, dude. bust a move, bust a groove, depending on what country you were in. That whole series was outstanding. One other shout out I have to give because um, I've been plugging this 8-bit classic for years. And it's so underrated. It's an amazing NES game that really is worthy of a comeback. Um, and it, one of the reasons is the soundtrack is phenomenal. It's an old classic called The Guardian Legend. And The Guardian Legend is a game that's kind of like half shooter, but half like Zelda. So it's like those two things mixed together. And it's not like, again, it's one of those things where when you play it, you'll be like, this was like way ahead of its time. Why the hell have I have, haven't I ever heard of this before? But that was, uh, I guess, another kind of fused game like that would be Blaster Master. It's very mm-hmm. similar yes, in that regard. Yes, I was just thinking of Blaster and Master. also has an iconic soundtrack. And they did a remake, um, Blaster Master Zero, for the Switch. And I think it's on the PlayStation. It's really not bad. Like, if you've yeah. ever played the original 8-bit one, they, they did one on the Wii. That was bad. But the one they did a couple of years ago on the Switch was pretty pretty good. And they even did a sequel to it, which is weird. It did. So it's like zero. the remake got a sequel. Yeah. It was yeah. pretty cool. So to, to pick up what you were talking about there with the like DDR and stuff, mm-hmm. there's a whole aspect of, of music and video games that came about because of games featuring contemporary music that was used centrally to it. Uh, Tony in chat called out Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Mm-hmm. which the Tony Hawk games are legendary for their soundtracks. Like those soundtracks exposed literally millions of young people to music and bands that they might not have listened to artists that they wouldn't have listened to. Otherwise the same thing for guitar hero and rock band. Yeah, uh, those games you, are iconic. Yep. 
you're brought in by the songs that you know already and then just playing the game you're exposed to all of this other stuff that you might not have ever heard of and, and all those indie songs that were in right. rock band when you went online yeah or yeah. how about how about crazy taxi yeah 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 <laughs> that's all i want but yeah there's, there's this whole this the actual taking like regular standard industry recording artist music and putting it in a game where you're doing something something else whether you're playing to it directly or whether it's the background the tapestry of what you're doing everything else with has been huge for getting exposure to to people who might not have otherwise encountered a lot of that stuff and i know it was huge for a lot of the artists that were involved in that and some of those songs bring people back to those games immediately like right into the middle of it yeah well i like that like the um outcast song i just or not uh, um uh out what the heck was the name of that band i'm getting old that punk band from Crazy Taxi. Why can't I think of their name? Google Bordello. Oh my gosh. Operation <laughs> Ivy. No, somebody, uh, somebody Offspring. Thank you. Offspring. I it was an o. Yep. Um, so anyway, so uh, yeah, like, but the same is true about movies in many ways, right? Like a movie has an iconic soundtrack or something. Like you can't hear that frou-frou let go without thinking about um, Garden State and the, the trailer and the climatic moment in that movie. And, you know, the Amy Mann stuff I talked about earlier is huge with Magnolia, which she talked about. So, um, you know, if games are art in a similar fashion where that movies are art, the art kind of complements each other, the music Mm-hmm. blended with the interactive uh, movie that is the game and all of that. Completely. Uh, Delphine calls out Fallout series for their the music that they have. Uh, yep. So, uh, Charles, what about you? What were you about to say, my dude? There, There's a specific game I cannot think of. I remember loving that the music was so interwoven into the gameplay that as you did better became better you got more music like it, it started off as like a single instrument or this little n- tiny bit of music but as you got better it just filled out and then if you got taken down a peg you'd hear it the music would come down I is that frequency amplitude one of those frequency been, amplitude it might have been that one uh, i love stuff like that you know guitar hero and those kinds of those bands you talked about that too where if you as you start playing it builds up like you're really in the band and you mess up it's like a screeching halt but uh, when it comes to just soundtracks, Brutal Legend for me all day. It's a good one, Charles. It was, it was amazing. And that's that's another game that kind of brings music right into the gameplay and, and right into the face yeah. of the gamers. Yeah. I mean, that's you part know, of your weapons, where, right? Yeah, it's, it's literally you're playing with your axe, you know, as you slay the demons in hell. And to have Jack Black, already a musician and a, a video game nerd, you know, have this role built for him was perfect. Um, one that I... Oh, I'm sorry. I was just say the only other game I can think of where, like, that builds a soundtrack and takes it away as you do bad, the Bit Trip games do that. I don't know if you ever played, like, Bit Trip Runner. That, that, or, no, okay. I uh, those games, those games are kind of like that, too. Where I'm the sure music. there are multiples are, but I've only yeah, played yeah, like yeah. one or two. But it might have been Frequency, I think. For example, to whatever it was. So a, a, a soundtrack that will really just pull me no matter where I am listening to it back to uh, the PC where I played it for the first time is a lot of songs from Warcraft. Mm-hmm. Um, that first music that loads up when you go into Grizzly Hills in Northrend, 
you know, that, that pulls me back to this place. Um, you know, I was playing a hunter, right? So like Grizzly Hills is the perfect place to be a hunter. You got your bow and your animal as you walk through these beautiful, you know, hilly, rustic, you know, wooded area. It was wonderful. And the music really resonates with me. Um, Sylvanas's Lamont of the Highborn is a song that will always pull me back to when I was playing Warcraft a lot. Uh-huh. And it's such a beautiful piece of music. Like Russell Brower was the composer for Warcraft and for Blizzard for a very long time until he was uh, unfortunately let go because he was deemed no longer needed because he was bringing too much heart to a heartless company. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's it's moments like that. Uh, you, you said uh, Fallout. Fallout's a perfect example. And Fallout is a game that still, you know, I have an app on my telephone, which is just uh, Galaxy Radio. And it just plays the soundtrack for the four games without internet. Because when I work up on the mountain in the fields, I don't have this internet, so I can't go on Spotify. I have the Galaxy Radio, so I can listen to my 1930s, 1940s jams while I'm out pruning grapes. And it always brings me back. And that's kind of why I'm on my Fallout 76 binge right now is because I heard a, a song from Fallout 3 and I was like, oh, shit, I haven't, I haven't played Fallout in a while, man. I, I really enjoy Fallout a lot. And I got that same feel from, um, from Cuphead. The music in Cuphead really mimics what you're going through in each level, right? It's weird. It's chaotic. When it needs to be soothing and calm, it is, but it ramps up as those enemies and the, the bosses ramp up with you. And then the last one that I would really like to talk about recently is Celeste. Mm-hmm. The music inside Celeste is gorgeous. It can bring you from a peaceful, calming state to high anxiety. You know, the music paired so well with the gameplay and the story that that game is a complete bundle to me. Um, I've listened to the Celeste soundtrack by itself and it's good, but without the visualization of the actual story going on around me and the, the platforming and, and all of it together, um, it, it didn't hit me as hard as the actual, you know, trifecta of putting all those components together. To that effect, uh, Subnautica, I've I've talked about Subnautica before the the sound design for that game. Now you aren't going to listen to Subnautica's soundtrack as like pleasure listening, but the the sound design and the scoring is so intrinsically tied to what you're doing at any given moment, and it it enhances the vibe. Uh, the the specific biome that I always talk about is the Blood Kelp Zone, and it is really dark really spooky uh the the plants that you're trying to harvest and stuff are like bioluminescence and it just it there's dangerous stuff in that biome too so it's like you're in this deep dark water with bioluminescent plants around you and the soundtrack is doing everything in its power Mm -hmm. to scare the crap out of you and it's amazing it's so evocative like it one of the biggest things that changed that game for me was when I realized that for the most part, you're generally almost always pretty safe. Cause like, if you know what to do, once you're attacked by something, it's not a huge deal. 
but it, that game is completely predicated on the illusion that you're always at risk and the music plays a huge part in that the music can be used to make a, a small largely meaningless threat seem huge it's amazing it's some of the best sound design i've ever seen in a video game and the soundtrack is a big part of it and i also you know love when you have these songs that you would think are throwaway songs and the internet picks them up and they become big and they become cover songs and you know next thing you know you're going to sleep to a 10-hour version of the Wii menu music because it <laughs> resonates so much you guys laugh i have done it i'm sure you have because i love that song so much oh don't even i i'll I watched a dude today play it on the, the xylophone and I was just like, oh God, that's dope. But d are there cover bands or, or bands that cover video game music that you guys, um, that you enjoy is, uh, that is either indie or a little mainstream or, is, or have you guys ever gone out and seen a video game music band live? I know that they go to Dragon Con every so often, but, or MAGFest, right? MAGFest is huge. I've never gone to MAGFest, but I want to because it's what I'm fucking passionate about. I um, have, and it's great. Oh, fuck you, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that's why I was coming here to this show to do. Uh, but Mag, no, MAGFest is uh, great. I, I had a great time when I went. And probably, I think that mariachi band you were talking about earlier, I'm pretty sure I saw them perform, because I'm pretty sure they were there one year. Yeah, they um, were. And they always have the guys that play through the game, and they're doing the soundtrack live while the game is going and i'm a jerk and i forget their name in the is moment the bit brigade it's got to be bit brigade yeah yeah yeah. that's it um and uh, but my favorite that i saw at magfest holy schmoly and talk about a game with an amazing soundtrack let's talk about the grammy nominated soundtrack to journey um mm -hmm. and i'm not talking about the 80s arcade classic featuring that journey i'm talking about which which is good in its own way but i'm talking about journey the uh modern classic on the playstation 3 and now playstation 4 uh, and I think it's on PC as well. And Austin Wintory, I believe is his name, is the composer behind that. So at MAGFest a couple years ago, because I haven't been in a couple years, I want to say it was maybe 2018, um, they maybe 2017, they actually did a live playthrough of Journey with a full orchestra providing mm. the soundtrack while it was being played. Oh, and that, that was it. Mm. Excellent! Breaking the Panel is made possible by you and other listeners just as awesome as you are. If you want to support the show and get a little something in return, just go to patreon.com slash breaking the panel, because we do appreciate the help. No, I mean, you can't, you can't top that. I mean, well, the, I was going to say the Final Fantasy concert live I went to once was pretty good. And uh, and I've told this story on OLR a couple times. The very first time I ever met my husband in person, I'd met him on, on we chatted on like live journal, the way throwback. But the first time we ever met in person was at um, Tommy Tallarico's Video Games Live in Oakland. That was the first time we ever met in person. What about making your own soundtrack? Have you, especially back in the day when games were just kind of crappy with music you put on your headphones like mine was doom 2 i don't remember the soundtrack from doom 2 at all what i remember is i had the crow soundtrack cd uh -huh. and that's what i played doom 
<laughs> when oh, when yeah. Doom Two is not Edge Lord enough for you, yeah, yeah, you must you must double down <laughs> on the Edge. <laughs> it was it was really dark and and it was it, it put me in some angry places, but it was good. And 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 then you listen to a whole soundtrack of something because you might not listen to it otherwise. But what about you guys? You have you made your own basic soundtracks to play oh with? Well, Justin Mario Paint. <laughs> 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 so so i have uh back in warcraft days and i was the guild leader and uh and i was the assistant raid leader i uh i made our raid team go in and listen to jock jams volumes one two and three every time <laughs> that we went in for a raid and it became a joke to everybody and everybody hated it until we stopped doing it and we kept wiping on bosses and they're like, what's the only thing that has changed? Oh, there's no more jock jams? Okay, let's put jock jams back on <laughs> to see if we get... And motherfucker, was I right? And it worked. Y'all ready for this? Y'all ready for this? Flannin. Like, it's something dumb. But yeah, no. I mean, I would. I even had it on CD. Like, that's how stupid it was back in 2007, 2008. But yeah, I mean, other than that, like driving games, um, you know, when I used to play Gran Turismo, I would I would put on, uh, you know, whatever shitty music I was listening to in 2000, 2001, uh, probably uh, Modest Mouse back. and Pinkerton. Back. Yep, yeah, a lot of music. back. Well, yep. so you mentioned Pinkerton, and I always talk about how when I played Final Fantasy Tactics, my soundtrack to that game was essentially Blue Album Pinkerton from Weezer, and the Beastie Boys anthology that came out around that time as well. That's pretty much all I listened to ever when I played that game. Because after a while, the soundtrack, as good as the soundtrack is for that game, it gets a little old when you're just doing the same maps over and over again because you're farming stuff mm -hmm. and whatnot. So yeah, I did the same thing. But uh, Charles, you mentioned Doom, Doom 2. The Doom game from 2016 has an incredible mm -hmm. industrial metal yeah. vibe soundtrack that is just so fucking good and if you're into that kind of music you, that mu that soundtrack is yeah. easily listening to while you listen up to what did i just try to say <laughs> it's it's easily transmissible to other things that you're doing like you can put it on while you're working out you can put it on while you're playing other violent video games because it's an incredible soundtrack and the composer just uh gordon did such an incredible job with that and they they let him go. They got rid of him for Doom Eternal. Th those yeah. hacks. Those hacks. They still reference it in Doom Eternal, but yeah. And I'm pretty sure it was Grammy nominated, if I'm not mistaken. And it definitely won like been. a video game award and stuff. Like it, that soundtrack was so good. And it was a crazy beast because, like, they told them specifically, they're like, we don't want a metal soundtrack. We want like a hard rock, high energy soundtrack. So he had to go for this, like, he has the metal vibe in there, but it's really got a electronic industrial vibe to it as well. So he was basically towing the line on like three or four different genres at the same time. And that's how he created something that is largely pretty unique and pretty, pretty special. So yeah, if you want some background music while you're killing stuff and some other violent mm -hmm. video game, 
That is a great soundtrack. Listen to that soundtrack, Paul, while you're playing Animal Crossing. See how many turnups you get. Do, 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 do. <laughs> if you uh, want a, a recommendation, what not to do. So uh, I don't know if you know uh, Yuzo Koshiro, who did a lot of the music for Streets of Rage, but then he also ended up doing the soundtracks for uh, Wangan Midnight Maximum Tune. It's racing games, kind of like uh, in the same vein as Initial D, uh, but Initial D is a little more of a Eurobeat soundtrack, and these games are more like a um, kind of like a techno type of soundtrack um i would recommend do not ever listen to those soundtracks while driving because <laughs> <laughs> i have listened to those soundtracks while driving down i-5 between here and los angeles uh, which is a pretty barren road for anyone that's ever driven it in california uh, and i caught myself going 100 miles an hour Mm-hmm. You need yeah. some more Wii menu in your life, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm trying to drive a hundred, not fifty. But uh, yeah, no, those uh, those soundtracks can be dangerous. So just you know, careful. Yeah. yeah. Well, and Paul, you're talking about that Doom soundtrack, and, and even when I play with the Crow soundtrack, it would sync up so well that you, even though you're just playing with the mouse and keyboard, or even a controller, however you played your games, that that. You would, after a major battle, and you came oh, through, shit. you're breathing heavy. You might even be sweating a little bit because the music just amplified everything your brain was going through there, and you have a physiologic response. But you talk about you you talk about Final Fantasy Tactics a lot, or not a lot, but enough because it resonates. I played the crap out of that game. My soundtracks I had it on mute because I always played it overnights in the ER. So my soundtrack is like I. IV pumps going off, and people <laughs> flatlining, and like, wait, 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 I can't get this one thing. I'll be there in a second. Co blew my ass. I'll be there in a second. I almost got Excalibur. Yeah. Don't yeah. die on me, man. <laughs> yeah. So that that was my soundtrack to that particular game. Um, now Simpkins says, if you want to know some interesting video game audio trivia, very few games have an adaptive score, meaning that they change as you play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of thing I love. One of the first and best examples of such a score is No One Lives Forever, a Sierra-published first-person shooter from the early 2000s. That's, that's cool. I love adaptive score. I didn't know that's what it's called, but adaptive scores where it changes as you play. How about something like No Man's Sky that has a generated soundtrack just like the entire game? It really? Kind of, yeah, I mean, like, there's there's elements of it that are pre, like, especially as you go through certain climatic scenes and so forth, but a lot of the ambient music is actually kind of generated it's pretty rad that is pretty hmm. cool i like i it. think that game that game i think no man's sky is like now it's a brilliant game and it's one of those things where it, it just it, it wasn't baked enough in the oven before it came out and so it mm-hmm. took a lot of heat in the beginning but like you go back and play it now that game will blow your mind it's 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 pretty on game stunning. pass now right it is it's on xbox and pc game pass so if you have that i yeah. definitely recommend it that's a that's a good way to to give it a try if you want to save a few bucks uh, <laughs> <laughs> Poor Philip. Uh, uh, I'll just like to put out also um, if you have the Switch, Cadence of Hyrule. You know, mm-hmm. they, they take the beautiful music of Koji Kondo and they just they tweak it a little bit. It's a, it's a music based, turn based game where you have to do everything on the beat. And they take these familiar songs that we love so much from the Zelda and Hyrule universe and just tweak it just a bit where it's something new and completely different. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a wonderful game. It's hard to kind of get your grasps around because of the timing of it, but um, just stick with it, and it becomes a very beautiful game to play. The predecessor, Crypt of the Necrodancer, which it's kind of based on, is definitely worth your time. Uh, most mm-hmm. certainly, especially, um, mm-hmm. you know, 
Um, I don't know. I think there's a, the demo for, for Crypt of the Necromancer. So I, I certainly would check that out. And then if it's something you dig and you're a huge Zelda fan, it's a, it's a no-brainer to pick up Cadence uh, of Hyrule. In chat, um, Delphine Raven says Luminous, which that is Luminous. Was he pretty much anything that that guy touches, like between like Res and that and uh, uh, Tetris Effect most recently, those games are all stunning when it comes to soundtrack. And like Tetris Effect in particular was really, really good. But Luminous is, uh, yeah, oh man, that's a that's a great game as well. So I'm, go for it, Paul. Well, I was going to say uh, one other thing that I that this makes me think of is there are there's a handful of examples of songs that are made because of a game, uh, like not necessarily to be in the game, but because of it. Uh, in particular, League of Legends has a bunch of, like for a while there, I don't know if they still do this, but for Worlds every year, they were like commissioning a unique song for that event. And they would have the artists that were involved in it perform it at Worlds. And so like, that's where the, uh, the big thing that blew up, uh, Two years ago now, it was um, DVA, the... Uh, Pop star song with Pop star song. Sabered, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and what that was is they took two K-pop artists and then two, I believe, North American artists, and they, they... Riot made the song with them, but they incorporated their, their, you know, their whole thing. And they've done other stuff like that, too. They had Imagine Dragons do a song. Charles, I know that's up your alley. Mm -hmm. uh, and basically, these songs are made specifically to hype an event at you know for riot for the year or whatever and a lot of them are really good they're so good that i think they transcend just that game alone because they're just they're great hype songs like uh there's there's a couple others that they've done um another one warframe has really good sound design they're you know they're that's a free-to-play game from a small indie publisher in canada but they did a song for uh one of their expansions like a year and a half ago um called we all lift together that is like a rail song like you know the, the 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 chain gang working the railroads in a science fiction context because the the planet that they were expanding content to is populated by people who are debt slaves and they're they're like half uh, like half augmented people that are just trying to work off their debt and everything and so they're singing a work song and it is so powerful and the, the the cool part about it is there's like an uprising kind of happening there so it's like that song is the the like the anthem of the uprising as well so it makes it seem like they're all like oh you know off to work we go working for the man but what it's really saying is we're uniting each other seize the means of production you know so <laughs> anyways i love that song it's really powerful really evocative and it's just absolutely incredible uh warframe is also they've held contests a couple times a year i believe where they had the community makes you know original music for the, the the community like for the game based on the game or whatever and one of my favorites was a dubstep song where they incorporated the dialogue from one of the npcs in one of the missions and it was like one of the best things i've ever heard and it was just I'm not usually an electronic music person, but it was awesome. So I love it when a game, either they commission something or something comes out of it. Uh, Philip, you mentioned earlier, Warcraft, Elite Torrent Chieftain. 
Oh yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> An no entire shit. band yeah. made by made people who work for Blizzard making songs themed on the game. Uh, in the same vein, uh, Pentakill for League of Legends, the the fake metal band for League of Legends. That those songs are awesome too, um, and the music videos that go with them are great. Something I always enjoyed was SteamWorld Heist having Steam Powered Giraffe in there. You know, mm-hmm. Steam SteamWorld Heist is a, or SteamWorld itself is just a robot yeah. based universe. And then you have a robot band here in, in the States and they take them and put them in the game and use their music in there. It's fucking wonderful. And if you ever go to Dragon Con, they, uh, they showed up last year um, and it was a wonderful show that they put on. And then the um, last thing I want to touch on real quick is, and I know it's a very, very silly game, but um untitled goose game i really enjoyed how the music was done in that uh-huh. almost in a um uh, mr rogers-esque piano but it would match the chaos that you were causing which was playing the piano while going down a flight of stairs correct but yes. if, if if it's more if you were playing the goose a little bit more calm the music would calm down it would get you know into the sultry you know place but the more chaos you created the more chaotic the piano went with you and i I really enjoyed how that was done can i just say because um when you brought up k-pop earlier from bringing up uh uh, pop stars you got some uh, some bitty donations in chat so i have two (laughs) things to say about that number one stan luna number two uh you gotta love the k-pop activism that's happening in the world right now can we just take a moment to acknowledge and recognize that activism because it's beautiful um when you talk about soundtracks, though, that were inspired uh, or, or you know, uh, music, I kind of go all the way back to the 90s and Mortal Kombat and the movie, because ah, yeah. obviously that song was iconic. But yep. then remember, mm-hmm. like, that that movie, and because, like, that one song and the soundtrack, which, you know, like, Tracy Lords was on it and everything, and then they had that more, or the music inspired by Mortal Kombat, or there yeah. was the, the album that wasn't really any type of soundtrack. It was like literally music inspired by this game to try to get more artists. Like, so that it's kind of interesting that like, even though you're kind of talking about like the more modern equivalents of that, like that kind of concept has been around since the nineties or yeah. uh, killer instinct had that as well. They had the CD that with the killer cuts. Yes, they did. <laughs> Holy so, yeah. shit. Right. <laughs> what a throwback. And I remember um, for Nintendo and Nintendo Power, if you bought the CD soundtracks to the games, they came in shaped, like the CDs were shaped like the characters. So I remember like uh, for the Donkey Kong Country 2 or 3, they were either shaped like Diddy Diddy Kong, I, I believe. I can almost vividly see that in my head. Yeah, I think you're right. But what so. can you see on Humble Bundle, Paul? Well, wow. right now we have... One more week left in the third-party 5th edition supplements. So 5th edition D&D, if you're looking for some retro-inspired stuff as well as some other third-party independent published content for D&D, whether you're looking to jazz up your own campaign or you're just looking some, maybe for some writing prompts or something, check that out. Uh, it has a dollar tier. It has a beat the average. It has a max out here honestly uh, i like to usually when something like this pops up i'll at least throw a dollar at it just to show support because i think it's important to show humble that people care about them reaching out to independent publishers of rpg materials and stuff and giving them a platform giving them some more exposure uh it's huge 
for artists like that, uh, you know, writers and artists and anybody involved in the production. A lot of these publishers are small and niche and getting on something like Humble Bundle is a really big deal for them. If you use our link, you help support the show. We really appreciate it. If you're into D&D, it might have some fun ideas for you. Uh, I tend to find like, because I homebrew when I play D&D for the most part, I don't want to like yoink stuff from official sources very often unless I'm reaching really far back to like the classic stuff because so many people are likely to bump into that stuff that they might have bumped into it before and they'll be like, oh, you just pulled that out of this supplement that Wizards put out. But like with third-party stuff, the chances of somebody bumping into that stuff is really slim. So you might get a decent uh, story prompt or a cool encounter or something like that out of one of those books and drop it directly into your game. And you can find those links over on our website. Uh, you can search Breaking the Panel. You can go to gstu.net and click on our logo and or the many other awesome shows that are associated with GSTU. And uh, we put it out, of course, on our, our podcast show notes. So it's on anchor.fm. It should show up, depending on your player, the notes should show up there, and you have the links there as well. We'll be back with Volume 4, The Final Reckoning, in just a minute live on Twitch and uh, tomorrow on the podcast. If you want to get in touch with Breaking the Panel, you'll find Charles at Rock God of Pod. Phil is at Imaginary Nomad. Chris is at In All Things Wisdom. And Paul can be found at Soapbox GSTU. If you love the show and just want to support what we do, hit us up at patreon.com slash breaking the panel and you'll help us make this thing each and every week. If you want to watch the show live each week, go to twitch.tv slash GSTU and follow us to know when we're recording. And if you're looking for more kick-ass shows like this one, go to GSTU.net.